Real Man Sports here. Chris Liss here with uh, Alan Seslowski. And normally what we do during the segment, Alan, is we go over our survivor pick for the week. But that is not going to happen. Or it could happen. I mean, who cares what we think at this point? But we had the Patriots on Monday night, and I felt pretty good about it. I really thought they were going to win that game. But they didn't. And, you know, I actually prefer it personally when the team you pick gets destroyed. Like I was like when I had Denver week one in the circuit contest, and that was really painful, especially because I watched that on rewind and they were about to go for it on fourth and five. And they just cut the next thing like they're driving this insane field goal that's like 64 yards and <laughs> didn't even come close. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? But this one, they got beat, you know, the whole time they were just behind. And you sent me that text. It was my own fault for checking my phone for something. But I no, no, I didn't. I didn't give anything away in the text. Oh, I knew the second you sent it. Oh, but no, but <laughs> we'll explain. The text said, call me after you watch the game tomorrow morning, because I know right. you watch. But why would I need to talk to you every single time that we've won? There's we've never had a conversation about the game. Okay, see, I was thinking about that, right? But what I was thinking is that maybe in your mind you'd think like we won by the skin of our teeth or something right. like that. So, like, so as it was going south, I was like, at first I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't have checked. First of all, it's my fault. Just never check anything because someone could have said, oh, that sucks for you and Survivor. I mean, you know, people can text you whatever they want, but it's up to me not to check any media, text, anything before I watch the game, which is what I normally do. But what it was, I thought of this tweet that I just couldn't, I was like, oh, I got to put this tweet out. And then... I opened my phone and then I saw a text and I read it. So that's, that's what happened. Or I think the text just shows up on the top of my phone before I even open it. So that's what happened. So already I was like, uh Oh, this is something bad has happened. Right. So I'm watching the game and at first I'm pissed. I'm like, I can't enjoy this game because I know it's bad. But then I started thinking exactly what you just said in like the third quarter, like, Oh, they must make a comeback. Cause right. otherwise like, what's even the point? Like, and then it started to get to the point where, Oh, they're not making this comeback. Like they're, you know, it's, this is over. But as I, I, I said, it was low money. I owe you twelve fifty. It was low money. <laughs> you know, we were up to like one hundred fifty worth of equity or something. I mean, it wasn't like we lost like six thousand dollars each on this. And I don't know about you though, but when I play pickup basketball one on one with somebody, I want to win. You know what I'm saying? I don't care that the stakes are low, that nobody's watching. You know, like we still had the competitive spirit was there, and we were getting past the the first tier of like, oh, we're never going to win. It like started to feel a little real, like, hey, okay, why not us? It, it did feel like that. And the other thing I was going to say is that I, you, as you watch the game, you know, they were getting crushed at the beginning, but when they put Zappy in, he came back, two quick scores. Like, we, there was a moment there, you know? There was a moment there where it started to feel good, and then before it all went to hell. Oh, I thought we were going to get the cover. I was going to get the cover at 1410. <laughs> I was like, okay, now everything's restored. And then, of course, it totally fell apart. I, I'm competitive in pickup basketball or whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, you just played in the NBA for 10 years and now, you know, they want you to be competitive in the pickup game. And you're just kind of like, okay, let's wait till this shit gets serious. And obviously wanted to win. I thought we were going to win. I just thought we were just going to keep too. picking right moves. And I really believed we were going to win. And I do think it's important to believe you're going to win. You know, I take Sasha to play basketball and she'd be like, I won't make this. We play horse. And I do this baseline shot that she never makes. And she's like, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, stop saying that. Like, look at the basket and think, I'm going to make this. That's how I feel about Survivor. But um, by the way, speaking of Sasha List, uh, it, the rumor has it that she's giving people the middle finger out of the backseat of, of your car, uh, uh, flipping off other adults. Uh, what's going on with she that? She wasn't giving the middle finger. She might have been doing that. But <laughs> she and her friend uh, that are coming with us on this trip, because I'm leaving for the Azorish. You guys would know them as the Azores. It's uh, mm -hmm. their islands in the middle of the Atlantic. They yell stuff at people, you know, in Portuguese, because they both speak fluent Portuguese at these people like on the street. And, you know, you, you don't do it. I almost got punched in the face once. Uh, or <laughs> I was because I was like 
15 and drunk with my friend. I started yelling at this like gang of dudes who all started charging the cab and started like <laughs> punching in. And I had to like be like punching them through the window as the cab was yelling at us and driving off. It was stupid. So don't <laughs> do that. that. You know, that's, that's my memory of yelling shit at people out the window. But, but you, you know, but you glossed over that in the real man pocket. What are they yelling out in Portuguese? That was the I, first question. I, I don't know. It's like, hey, you or, you uh, know, look at your shoes or, you know, I don't know something. But it's just it's just obnoxious. Right. Like right. they just think, you know, they're at that age where they think like people are a fun thing to play with. Let's mm. let's toy with these people. Let's yell stuff and let them turn around, which, you know, I guess that's that's normal that phase. But like, I don't like it. It is normal. You no, know, no. And. and Cause I remember like, as there's a point in life where you, you start becoming like scared of other people. Like I'm like, you know, not scared in a sense where you're like coward, but like, you're like, okay, every person represents like a, a stranger represents a threat or a danger to me at, at some point. Right. Well, I mean, if you're screaming at a gang of dudes, you know, <laughs> as you think your cab's going to go and then, and then there's like a car ahead of your cab and they start you know, swarming your car to go kill you. They're, they're shaking um, it. They're like yeah, in riots, yeah. like in a riot. So, when they shake so like, you know, that was, you know, so that was that, but yeah, I'm not really worried about that in Portugal. This is like 80s Manhattan, where it's a bit gritty at the time. But, you know, <clears> it's safe here. But it's just it's just obnoxious. And we're going to this island and, you know, people, you know, it's just just treat with respect. Because if they if they're respectful, they're almost 11. She's almost 11, a few months. And they can run around, you know, have the run of the place and have freedom like they've never had in their lives, which is like amazing. You have, you, know? to, tr you have to trust them. You have yeah. to trust them. Right. Um, uh, just uh, just circling back for one second, though, um, I, I just want to put on the record that we did mention at one point during the pod that we were thinking about Dallas. We we both never didn't make a strong case for it. Um, Dallas ended up you know, cruising uh, over Detroit. Remember we said Dak's first game coming uh, Detroit out of the mm -hmm. bye. Obviously that was uh, the right pick. I just didn't, I didn't want to lose that moment of survivor and just say, but I guess that's what it is. It's always like, Oh, I should have started this guy in fantasy. I mean, you do that all the time, but you, yeah, you I, I didn't even consider Dallas. I, I, I was okay. all in on new England from the beginning. I, I was like, this is obvious. Maybe if I had Tampa, I would have used them and that would have been even worse. Worse, but way worse. yeah, you know, survivor, it really shows like how crazy the run was last year because you just get killed totally. You know, they take you out without, you know, it's like the bullet to the head comes and you're not even expecting it at all. You know, it's just like, oh, this is the one I lost on. And a couple of times, like we had like the Eagles over the Jets. The Eagles weren't very good last year. There were certain mm -hmm. ones that were like, you know, the Bears over the Lions, last second field goal Thanksgiving. And those just all worked out. And those right. were like, the, the Bears were like two and a half, three point favorites to kickoff. The Justin the Tucker. The Tucker Just, field that goal. was a miracle. But, the you know, there's one where we had the Dolphins without Tua, you know, and right. it was Jacoby Brissett, and they were four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Texans, and it was like an epic game. It was a horrible game, but if you were, you know, your, your survivor life was on it. And you, you get through those, and then all of a sudden the Lions are 12-and-a-half-point dogs in Arizona, and boom, they take you out and shoot you in the back of the head, and you're like, wait, what happened? This was the easy one. <laughs> and, you know, this was they were only eight-point favorites, the Patriots, so this wasn't even as big of an upset as that. But that's why it's hard, because there's no – Crazy stuff happens. All right. I, and then, so, all right, that's wrapped up. We'll try again next year. You know, we'll go into this uh, this low stakes pool again. This guy actually does a 25er and he does a 100er. Maybe we'll do the 100er just to uh, increase sure. the we'll stakes. Uh, yeah, we'll do both. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, but I got a question for you as, you know, people's fantasy teams, this is at the point where they're, you know, they step on the gas or they basically go shipped it. You know, like if you're one and six, two, two and five, I still think you should try. But one and six, it's it's tough to stay motivated. So I would started thinking about like next year and things like that. Do you think that given the the state of like running backs, and I know you said you have a team with Barkley, Ken Walker, uh, and Travis Etienne, like 
are all three of those guys legitimate first round running back picks next year? You think if we, you know, obviously it's so much happens, there's going to be a couple of good yeah, running backs. That I think that those three are, I mean, we'll see how ETN does and how many passes he catches. Uh, but, and same with Walker, but by the way, I have Barkley, ETN, Walker, and Nick Chubb on the same team. Okay? So what do you do? And you have to bench I'm ETN, sitting right? ETN this week yeah. against Denver. But I mean, I mean, I'm not complaining about it. I also have uh, Barkley, Cook, ETN, and Walker in, in our league, that two QB league we did in Vegas. And I'm trying to trade with somebody. You could trade you know? with me. I need a running back because I have okay. a Zeke problem. So Okay. Well, you got a I good have, receiver? You got like a I have, stud receiver? I have good tight ends. I have extra quarterback. I got, yeah, I have some good I have, receivers. I have four quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson's coming back in a few weeks. I got, yeah, I have I'm some, uh, I have like T Higgins, CD Lamb. I got some guys, Bateman, you know, guys that are worth scratching. Oh, you're not, you're, you're shrugging your shoulders. I don't have Jamar Chase on my team. I need, okay? I need to get Chase or Jefferson for like some, you know, I need to trade like Dalvin Cook for Peter. Like, Peter has both of them. Yeah, I know. I was looking at yep. his roster. I was, I was, th- I, I offered him a trade actually. I did offer him a trade. I think I offered him Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson and I believe Dalvin Cook for Justin Jefferson and Miles Sanders. It's not enough yet, but as Watson starts to come back and the playoff he's run happens, he's coming back in a couple of weeks. He's a QB yeah. in the two QB league, and I'm giving him Dalvin Cook, who's like a, a first round pick. But you, the value is correct, but you know the psychology. It's like I need to. But Miles Sanders is is whatever, and then I'm just getting you know I'm getting the, the legit receiver. But Miles Sanders, like he's getting gonna... two first rounders, first mm-hmm. round ish guys, and I'm getting definite first rounder, but then like a, a sixth rounder. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to say with Watson, there's as it gets, it's been out for so long that I think it's almost accepted. Like he's not going to come in and crush it. You know, the first game's going to be like 180 yards, one touchdown, two picks. I don't know. I think you need to massage your projections a little bit. You know, I think that uh, <laughs> I made that joke like 20 times at the draft this summer. We had like uh, all those scotches. I just kept saying that. Same yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, I guess the, uh, the other piece is that in the beat Chris list three, you and I, Number one and number two fighting for the uh, for the title. I don't know. Oh, your team has way more points than me, though. I I think I just have gotten a little lucky on record. But that Let's team just... is actually my worst team. Like I mm. Burrow had fifty something last week, so I won. But I've got like Brian Robinson in my flex. Like I don't want it's that team is not good. All my other teams, I've got like choices to make each week. That that league, I have to start the guys I have to start because I don't have depth. So I'm you know I have Kyle Pitts in that league. I had in Joku mm. and he got hurt. Yeah, my. Second round pick was Javante Williams. My third round pick was Kyle Pitts. So that team's not good. What do you tell people? Because one of the most common questions we're getting over at Rotowire on the message boards and on the in all the, the different chats is, can I drop Kyle Pitts? I have not had the stones to tell someone to drop Hell him. Hell no. Well, it depends. Okay. I mean, like in the NFFC, no way. You got so many bench No, spots. in a five, six bench league where you're home league, because those are the kinds of questions we get. And why not? Like, how can you tell someone, uh, no, don't play Greg Dulcich? I mean, obviously, you're not going to. Like, would you drop him to pick up a hot running back? Or like, well, who? Like Kenneth Gus Walker, Edwards. Yes. <laughs> No, I don't think I would do it for Edwards, although that's close. Well, it depends what your situation is, right? Like, I wouldn't p- drop him to pick up speculative Gus Edwards, especially in PPR, you know, like, oh, hey, maybe he'll keep going and I can use him on a bye week. But let's say, you know, you your bye week came up now, and I don't even remember who's on bye right now, but say, you know. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. Okay, fine. So you have Austin Eckler, and so you got to bench him. And so the, the pickup that you'd have to drop pits for, you have like Fryermuth, who's your tight end. Mm-hmm. And the pickup that you'd have to drop pits for is, you know, is Gus Edwards. Like you, you don't, you're not like, spe- you need him for this week. You're going to take a zero if you don't start, you know, let's say you have a couple injured guys in your lineup. 
you know. Okay, here's a, here's a good one. Here's a real one. Okay? okay, so you have, like you said, you're in a bye week crunch. You can't drop anyone. You have to drop pits to pick up a player like Harrison Bryant, the tight end who's going to be in for Njoku for the next few weeks. No, I probably do. Oh, you're saying you get a zero? Well, no, you just start pits for a tight end. So you'd have to be a different position. It would have to right. be a position where... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying, right. But right. let's but say, I'm... like, you know, you need to pick up Darius Slayton or somebody, you know, for your wide receiver. I understand your flex spot. Right. And so you're, you either like, don't have a flex. You usually have a flex. It'll usually be a running back actually that you, you know, be like Gus Edwards. You'll be Gus like, Edwards. okay, do I pick up Gus Edwards in a PPR and drop pits because I have a, a tight end like Friar Muth who I'm going to use right. a better, uh, a tight end with a higher floor basically. Right. I mean, you could drop Friar Muth and just start pits, but you know, that's, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't know. That's a really tough call. I, I think like in a five man bench and, and it also matters how deep the league is, right? Like in a, in a 10 team 12. league, you know, a lot of the questions we get are for like 12. Team I don't know. Leagues. In a 12 team league with a five man bench, I probably would not, I don't know what I would do, but you know, there's all other variables. <laughs> like, like who else, who else is it that you, you could drop, right? What else do you have on your bench? Like, okay. Here's, here's a you better be way to frame specific. Here's a very here's a better way to frame it. If we were starting a league from scratch today, Pitts would be tight end. Would he be inside the tight end twelve bucket at all? Yeah, because there's so many bad ones. Like you know, you 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 get like obviously Andrews and although he disappeared last week, but Andrews and Kelsey right are going one two, mm. and then three might be like Kittle. You know, it might be who else is there even? I mean, there's Goddard. Goddard. I mean, who else? There's uh, there's Everett. Everett, uh, you know, Higby did okay. Fryermuth, Ertz, but Ertz, you know, with Hopkins back, kind of disappears. Here, this is this is the uh, the top. I'll just read you the top of like ten, super quick. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey Andrews, Hawkinson is still three because of that big week. Ertz is four, and Joku is five. He's out. Yeah, uh, Goddard six. Taysom Hill is seven. It'd be from that one game that he went bananas, but he's right, not but he's available couple... in the NFFC. Yeah, right, right. Um, Higby eight, Everett nine, Fryermuth ten, Hayden Hurst, who's coming on now with the volume from uh from Cincinnati, and then Tunyon's climb back up there. And the guys that are are viable that had just haven't climbed into the top ten. I mean, Waller's obviously way out of it now because of his injury. But you have Evan Ingram and Robert Tunyon and George. Yes, Kittle I would definitely draft Pitts in the top ten. No okay. All right. Well, and now I that mean, I'm saying it like that, do you know what he is right now, Kyle Pitts? He's like well, tied 20, in what? Tw- 21. 24. Okay. So I, was, I didn't even go far enough. Yeah. No, I mean, he, he's done nothing and I've had him. And it's funny, like I put Njoku ahead of him one week, right? I was like, okay, screw this a couple weeks ago. And actually Pitts caught a touchdown in the very end of the game oh, and actually cool. had two points more than Njoku. The only week he outscored him was the one week that I switched. So then I switched it back, of course, and Njoku got hurt, but he had seven for 70 or something before he got hurt on my bench. But the right. point is that I, I think like all the conditions for Pitts being good are still there. I mean, he's still playing a lot of snaps. He's healthy. After a while, you're like, well, is he not good? Is this OJ Howard 2.0? Like what's the What's the reason? He had a thousand yards as a rookie, right? I mean, they drafted him fourth overall. I, I don't know. I, I feel like th- there's got to be a concerted effort at some point to be like, okay, we have to get this guy the ball. And I, well, I would, here's I the would reason. Still hold on to him. Yeah. Here's the, here's the pass attempt uh, game log going backwards from Mariota. 13. Yeah. yeah not yeah. completions, the attempts. 14, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 25, yeah, yeah. 19. Right. Right. I mean, you know. But I mean, that, they can't run, football. but they, they were able to run the team that way for whatever reason and be three and four, which is surprising. But I, you know, it's so weird. It's because it's actually because like when they play the Bucks, like Brady's not lighting it up. They play the pack. If you play the Packers, Rogers didn't light it up. You play the Rams, Stafford's not lighting it up. Nobody. It's like the only reason the Jets can be five and two with QB one is that. <laughs> 
it's like QB one does nothing. Mariota does nothing, but nobody else except like four or five quarterbacks are doing anything either. So it is the weirdest year where it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm bummed. I didn't go big on quarterback. I should have got Lamar Jackson. Well, not the last four weeks. I shouldn't have got Lamar Jackson. So it's like, there's like three QBs that you can rely on. It's, it's even Herbert has been a, a, a bust also, you know, there's nobody doing anything. And it's like, I've got Danny dimes now. And like most of my leagues and I'm, I'm starting him over Rogers, over Russell Wilson, you know, over, over Stafford, over the guys that I drafted. Yeah. That's a, it's almost a chalk take at this point. What I was saying earlier in the week when, when I did a video with Jeff is that it's easy to rank Daniel Jones, QB five this week and probably QB seven, for the rest of the season. I mean, just on the rushing alone. What, if, what, if they, what if they acquire a receiver? I mean, what if they go get, you know, a DJ Moore, o, OBJ signs or something, Brandon Cooks. I mean, it's only going to get, get better for them. And he, he just looks comfortable now. He looks like he knows how to play quarterback suddenly because he's surrounded by a competent offensive system. All right. So last question, because I know you had, you said you're on a time yep. crunch. Yep. So what do you think they should do? They declined his fifth year option to any dime to your giant fan. A franchise tag for 30 million or give them the extension for like, you're going to have to pay probably not top value, but you probably have to pay 35 for three years. Let's wait and see. Let's see how he does. In the well, playoffs. you have to decide today. You have to decide today. Oh, today's the deadline. Oh, yep. um, I would franchise him. Cause you can always extend him the following year. Franchise for 30 mil. That sounds yeah, right. I, I mean, if it, yeah, I didn't realize I had to decide right now. I mean, no, if, no, I, that's not a real thing. I'm, I'm oh, making this. Oh, 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 I think you're saying like they have to decide. Yeah. What they really no. should do obviously is let the year play out. And if he does great and they, make some noise in the playoffs. He plays well, give him the extension. If he plays well, but just for whatever reason, you know, it's, he's, he's kind of like, now nah, we don't really know do one more year and, yeah. and pay the money. But I, I feel like unless he craters, which is obviously still possible, you got to keep him. You're not going to do better in the draft or do better in free agency. Like just keep him. And it's just a matter of how long you keep him for. And especially since his, you know, this is the first year with like a, a coach that we think is a good, good coach. So he's, he's like almost on that, like poor man's Josh Allen trajectory where he's just, you know, running for a hundred yards and figuring it out. And he's, and it, what's great is he's fearless. That's what's the best part about him. Is. He, oh, he's always been like that. I mean, he takes the most savage hits, stays in the pocket. Yeah. He would hold the ball too long, but he was never a nutless monkey. You know? Yep. I saw him take one on the chin the other day that would have like decapitated any human being. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a, he's a tough dude. No, I, I like yeah. Danny Dimes. He just made some horrible decisions in the past and he's making better decisions now. It's, it's encouraging. I think the giants, people are like, Oh, look at their Pythagorean, like all the uh, autist spreadsheet nerds, you know? And I'm just like, dude, they're like the Patriots. They make the right play at the right time. And I I'm watching them drive against Jacksonville. I'm totally calm. Like, they're going to do this. Now, I was told shit that they almost, they almost lost that game on a shitty roughing the passer and Saquon ironically staying in bounds, like it's going out of bounds like three times on that drive. But, but hey, I'll take the W. Yeah, the Giants are never going to win games like running away this year. They're always going to have to play, you know, just like running around, figuring it out in the fourth quarter. It's just what, what they are. They're not like a mature I, I, I think they will. I think they will, uh, you know, against weaker opponents in a few weeks. I think they're going to. Yeah get to that point it's just that right now like they don't have a receiver they drop the ball i mean marcus johnson dropped the ball in the one yard on that would have been first and goal i mean they just i don't think they're going to stand pat with the receivers they have i think they're going to do something giants dallas thanksgiving night should be fun yeah it's the one team that beat us so we'll see yeah. I, I think well i think the giants will split with the eagles too i don't think the eagles are that great either hmm uh, you know, I mean, right now, Eagles are are the they have the clear runway for the to be a, a 15 and two team. You know, I mean, it's they, they could be the undefeated team. Right. I think the Eagles are like not really that good. Like, I think like they're going to come way down to earth 
in the second half. I don't, I don't think they're like a bad team. I think they're, you know, an 11 and six team, like a quality team, but I don't think they're anything close to what they just added. Yeah. They just added uh, some extra firepower with that trade. And they also, I mean, the schedule, if you look at the schedule, I don't see 11 and six. I mean, I can't see them losing. Well, they will go 11 and six because they'd have to go five and six to do that right now. But I'm saying they're an 11 and six team. So let's say they go seven and four. And then, and then that, you know, puts them at what, like 13 and four. I think that's probably. Yeah. If you look at, take a look at that schedule, you know, when don't forget they play the giants twice, you know, yeah. Yeah. you look at, you look at that, uh, you look at that matchup on the schedule and you think, Oh, that's easy, but that's going to be a tough game for them. Yep. All right. Enjoy your trip, man. That's uh, it's exciting stuff. Thanks, man. Better luck next year. We'll see. see Yeah. Talk to you next year. Bye. (laughs)